0: your health podcast with ben kenning and dave kennedy two guys heading out to hack body mind business and beyond we are here to provide a single source bullshit free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer What's up, everybody? Welcome back. I am Ben Canning. I'm Dave Kennedy, and this is Hacking Your Health podcast. What's uh, going on? It's, a, it's
1: another week, uh, and, yeah. and we you know it's, we've run twice this week because I was in
0: Vegas last week. But
1: uh, it's good to catch up again and uh, go through some good stuff. Uh, it's been a good week, although I
0: just started my first day of deload, so it's uh, no. I, you have started your first day of deload week for the third time this week. So you're like, yeah, I'll, do, yeah, I'll yeah. do it on Monday. Didn't do it Monday. I'll do it on Tuesday. No, just I'll just train legs today. The jury's still out of weather. We're only halfway through the day. <laughs>
1: still, still, my train. I hate the load so much with all my life. Like, why does our body need a break? It's ridiculous. Like, hey, why can't we just keep going, one hundred and ten percent, one hundred and thirty percent, all the time, and never, you know, have to chill? But uh, apparently, Bodies everybody's stupid. Funny. They're <laughs> stupid. They're stupid. They're uh, stupid. No, I need. I needed it. Um, you know, I was I was aching and sore all last week, and I just felt sluggish. Um, you know, tendons hurting, all that stuff, and I knew my tendons start to hurt. I know it's time. For deload, but I thought like if I just like, you know, I kind of like like periods. Just, one more, just yeah, one
0: more like, session, just one more. I was like,
1: I can just get one more in and then one more in. And then yesterday <laughs> I was doing legs and I was just, uh you know, I, I'd done some heavy lifting. I did uh five forty five. So I sent Ben a message last night. I'm like, hey, deload, you know, day. I, I'm going to go light, and it was like five forty five for that lift, and I and I and I nailed it. um But you know, it, like I would say three fourths the way through the lift, I was I was done. Like I couldn't even do. Leg squats or anything like that. My arms were just killing me from like a, a soreness perspective, and I was just like, "Okay, it's 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 time I hit
0: that hit that point." So,
1: so I know well, when I, I need, need it, it. This is, and this I is the do it you
0: have prescribed your own deload week. So, how long are you going to deload for? Well, we'll
1: see. We'll play it by ear. We'll play it by ear. You know, like we'll, we'll see how I'm feeling. I'm, More than today. So, well, we talked. We talked about it. I think you know. I think the, the plan would be you know for so today's Wednesday. You know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'll do a deload. Uh, and then Saturday, I'll play it by ear. My, my buddy Bobby's coming over, so I'll go a little bit lighter on Saturday to see how it goes and how I feel. And then, you know, and then I'll, I'm going to do chest uh, on, on Saturday, and then I'll hit legs on Sunday to see how I'm feeling. So I think I think I got a good plan. I just don't want to do it, um, but I'm going to do it because I have to do it. My body definitely needs needs the break for sure.
0: It does. It does. And me as your coach, I'm recommending that you do also deload. And I was just saying, just before I got my feedback back from James yesterday, and it was like this voice note that total about eight minutes, but there was like 90 seconds of it where he was like, so I'm just looking at your plan here and we've been doing this same workout plan for 12 weeks. And in my head, I was like, he's going to tell me to deload. Like, I don't really think that I want to. Like, I don't think it. I don't have enough time. If I don't want to keep it. he's like, "Oh." Uh, I just think the new teacher, I was like, thank fuck for they definitely <laughs> did not want to deload. So I feel your pain, but my coach has not told me to. So I'm continue, I'm going to continue to train. I, yeah, you know but- what? what I'll do is this week, I'll send you photos and videos of me training the same way that you've been sending photos and videos of all the food that you've been eating. Is that fair?
1: Sounds good. You know, here's the thing too. I'll send because you know if I'm if I'm deloading, which means I can only you know I'll be down to about what thirty one hundred calories or thirty three thousand three thousand calories. Real tragic. That is a tragedy. S- I, so I don't know how I'm going to survive on three thousand calories. Like I you know I'm just going to send you <laughs> meals of like the steak and you know the the pop tarts and you know all that other stuff. That's and, okay. Uh, I'm going to
0: be training push and pull and doing deadlifts. And Damn doing. it! <laughs> I, think, I think you went on this one. <laughs> but yes no i do think i genuinely do do think that your body needs it and uh it will be good when it comes to saturday it'll suck today until the next couple of days but whenever you get in the gym saturday and you're back to feeling 100 like you've been talking about this for about two and a half weeks so it's probably yeah. probably time i think you rinsed it
1: yeah and i even i even took a really large step today and i didn't go to orange theory uh which i woke up uh so i i interesting uh about this one i um I actually woke up at the same time I normally go to Orange Theory, just to make sure that it wasn't me saying I, you know, I'm, I'm too tired to go and do it or things like that. So I had to stay in my routine. So I still got up uh, to go to Orange Theory, but I did not go to Orange Theory. I did not take my pre workout, um, although because if I would if I take my pre workout, I would have went to Orange Theory. Um, but uh, it's one of those things where you know I want to stay within my routine and habits, even though I have a couple of days of deload. But you know, I can I can tell when it's time. To, so there's a I have a confidence in, in myself with the training, with my nutrition, with everything else that I know that I can push certain things at certain times. And a good example of that is I was starting to feel like, like, um, I, 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 enjoy going down and lifting. I enjoy like the routine and I know even days that I don't enjoy it, as soon as I hit the weights, it's not a chore. It's like something I just have to do. Um, I, I was feeling like it was a chore that I didn't want to do it, that my body was just basically fighting everything. Cause it's just exhausted. So I know it's time, but it's it's just one of those things where my brain is like, "Hey, let's just go get a lift in. It's it's, it's, it's no big deal, you know." Like, like <laughs> psst, 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 we'll go. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not telling the rest of your body like me and you'll just go. So so it's so stupid because I'm like I'm like you know okay well you know I missed I missed the legs day you know so I got to make sure I make that up and then like at the same time like well then I also want to still grow my biceps too so like I'll hit arms a little bit and then I'll just do this you know it's like it's not gonna be a big deal it'll be fine you know so anyways listen to yourself, do deload weeks, relax, you know, and we talked about what deload weeks are, you know, you, after a certain amount of time, you have to give your nervous system and your muscles and your body a break. Um, and there's a couple of ways of doing it. One, you can do a certain percentage lower, um, of your workout routine, or you can kind of go cold Turkey for a couple of days, uh, just to, to give your body a break and to kind of, you know, re- heal back and do everything the, the right way. So it's, uh, Sucks, I don't think the first you, one would
0: be any good for you because you would get into the gym and you'd be like, ah, just I'll just that's do what I normally do. It's like I'm here, so, why not? So you told me. So you told me that I, uh, the day I was doing
1: uh, chest, uh, shoulders, and uh, and triceps, and uh, I literally started off with like 60 pounds for for uh, dumbbells, and I was like, that was like way too light. So then I'm gonna like, go like I was like, but end of it, I was like with 125 pound dumbbells, I was trying to max out. It was so stupid. So it's like, yeah, I can't, I can't help myself.
0: <laughs> yeah better to just not go not go to the yes yes unfortunately
1: but yeah so this is uh uh our, our year in one day right uh you're're yeah. you're your in one one podcast so you're plus one
0: yes yeah yeah that's
1: yeah. awesome we've been doing this for for a little bit a little bit of time and uh I think it's been, been going really well. I've been really happy with, with the Progress community, everything else that's been happening there. So um, no complaints there and appreciate everybody's support. It's been really cool to see the stories uh, and the people continue to be motivated uh, on it. And I tell you when I was in Vegas, um, I had so many people come up to me and say they love the podcast. In fact, I just had a tweet today uh, talking about somebody that that just got hooked onto the podcast. And what was the exact uh, wording here? I'll, I'll get it for you. It was, uh, I spent the better part of Friday um listening to your podcast in the last two days driving back and forth listening to it uh i think i've gotten through every single episode so i think you've binged <laughs> Binge dave, and ben. Binge dave and ben for like for the, <laughs> the past year uh, all of our culminations of podcasts so that's really cool to hear and always <laughs> going to get feedback from there
0: yeah it's actually interesting i i had a call this morning um a discovery call as i have quite regularly and I actually wanted to talk about this story today because I thought it was quite a cool story. Um, and it was interesting because in the the initial questionnaire, he, he had talked about listening to uh, all 51 episodes. So obviously it was up to 51 uh, at the time of filling it out. But conversations like I had with him sort of remind me, I don't know about you, but to me, you and I just have a conversation once a week and then we put it on the yeah. internet. Like I don't, I don't think anything beyond that, but yeah. obviously, you know, people listen to it, people take the advice and people action it and people actually able to make progress and, you know, literally transform and change it out. So being able to have sort of feedback from someone who has listened to all of the episodes, is up to date with the episodes and sort of has implemented things along the way. And it's actually to the point, look, was almost saying things back to me about things that I had said or things that you had said. And I'm like, oh yeah, we did say that. That is a thing. (laughs) But his story in general is quite unique. I'm not naming him because I didn't have this conversation about being able to talk on the podcast with him. But basically, in a long story short, in a, about four years ago, um, had quite severe heart issues. Had to get a put in. Had open heart surgery, which sounds frightening to be honest. Um,
1: I had close. To, I, I I had a heart surgery where they ran through, you know, a catheter
0: uh, into my my blood vessels. Well, I imagine that he, he said he was a weirdo. But and I can't. See it, and he got a DVD after him, like like a fucking souvenir. You're coming away with a DVD of, here's my heart surgery? Like, oh insane. man, it's it's nuts. Um, but yeah, crazy. But anyway, long story short, at that time, I'm gonna have to do the conversion of kilos to because he's spoken kilos, which I really liked. And um, so at the time he was 338, 340 pounds. And over the past four years has been able to lose 155 pounds. So he said 70 kilos, so like 154, 155 pounds. It's amazing. It's a fucking incredible. Achievement. Yeah. And obviously we haven't been around doing the podcast for four years and it's things that he has sort of done by himself, but it was interesting to sort of see hear his journey and his thought process around things. And actually to the point where, the reason that he came to me is because he feels like he has sort of hit a plateau with things and there's things that he has done that potentially weren't done in the right way or the usual, as we've spoken about for doing loads of cardio and then not actually physically happy with how he looks at the end of it. Yeah. So it's not my job to take over weight resistance training and sort of building back up and whatever else. But there was a lot of things that he sort of said that I think, people would really resonate with. And one of the things was before he started training, he felt like he was just working. So his, his life revolved around work works in similar field to you. So like that sort of thing, like he just worked, there was nothing else outside of that. So it was unhealthy. You know, he didn't really look after himself. He he said, I spent the first 50 years of my life not looking after myself. Um, And that's sort of what led him to here. And I think obviously there's potentially a lot of people here listening to this that can relate to that at some point that they were almost just like existing to work type of thing. Sound familiar to you? Sounds familiar. Sounds hundred percent familiar. You've been there, you've been Been there. Um and then my life (laughs) story. Obviously with the health problems and the heart issues sort of he was like, right, shit, I actually need to do something. Um and he was actually quite open and honest about, you know, taking ownership with you know, bought a spin bike, not the first spin bike that he bought, you know, had tried to avoid it before in terms of like put it in the balcony and closed the door and forgot about it. Actually put it in the middle of his living room so he had to fucking do it. Um but one of the best things that he said, and I actually, I actually had to get him to repeat himself. I six "Six Did You just say, "He gets up at two AM."
1: I know. I see, right? I can't, I can't relate to this guy anymore. Where this, <laughs> I'm, I'm out of this conversation.
0: But <laughs> this, so, my 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 point on this is number one about always finding a way. Now, this is obviously yeah. an extreme example, one hundred percent. But. He has to get up at 2 a.m. because he has a two-hour commute to and from work. So he gets up at 2 a.m. so he can get the first train, so he can get into time on work, so he can leave work on time, so he can get back to the gym on time before it closes. And I was like, that is fucking dedication. I mean, if there's ever an excuse to not go to the gym, that is it. But he does it on the days he has to go to work, gets up at 2 a.m., does a four-hour commute, two hours either way, does his work day, and then still goes to the gym at the end of the week. And I was just like, that is... You know, people have excuses like, oh, I didn't yeah. go to the gym because it's raining. I'm like, this yeah. motherfucker is on the train going for four hours and still up oh at 2 a.m. like, I'm like, this is insane. That's like, did you say 2 a.m.? I was like, you'd be texting Jocko, like, slept in. You know, it's only half, it's half four. I've been up, I've been up for two <laughs> hours. What the fuck? Um, ja- ja- yeah. Jocko's nothing in comparison to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just thought it was so cool. Um, yeah. And the, the one line that he said that I think it, it sort of, I think, can... It resonated with me and I think could resonate to a lot of people. And he was talking about social situations and environment and the people who surround them and navigating that sort of stuff. He said one thing that he realized over time is he didn't need to justify his actions to other people. And what he yeah. means is every time going to a party or an event being like, no, no, I'm not drinking, or no, I'm not going to eat the cake or whatever, and people are like, Why, 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 la Nobody around him seemed to be supportive, and every time he went, he felt like he had to justify himself. So he realized that he was then making excuses not to go to things because he would rather just not go to the event than have to deal with that every time. And it's, he said, "You know, it sort of took a while for his his support network to get on board with things, and for them to sort of accept. They'll ask once. If he says no, then it's a no." And then they, they can sort of move on for there. So if you're somebody who thinks that in terms of having to justify yourself, you don't need to justify yourself to anybody, no matter what. Um, and I thought that that was a, a pretty decent lesson, but yeah, a very cool story. And I was like, respect for getting up at 2am. Cause I mean, I'll get up at four, 20 past four, no problem. But 2am is still the middle of the night proper. You know, it's interesting
1: about that conversation too, is, you know, he, he recognized that he hit a certain point where he can no longer progress. Right. And he some, some help mm-hmm. and assistance. And, He's had a lot of success there, but you know we're always learning in this this journey of health, and we're always trying to figure out the best way to accomplish our goals and what that means to us. And and it's always this continual fine tuning, progression, things that you know. And you know, I'll get all the time where I'm like, "Hey, I you know I started off with you know twenty two hundred calories, and I was losing two pounds a day, and I was able to you know shave off thirty pounds, but two pounds a week. Give me that. To what were you <laughs> Um, you know, but then, but then all of a sudden I, you know, it's no longer working. I'm really restricting my calories. Well, guess what? Your body's changing. You lost 30 pounds. It's not the same amount. So you need to adjust accordingly. That's kind of the journey you have to think of. And I also think, you know, the, the cardio aspect of things, I think such a imbalance, you know, there's there's 20 minutes of cardio
0: before.
1: (laughs) I'm not saying cardio is bad, but, uh, you know, it's such an imbalance of the importance. You know, everybody focuses on, if you want to lose weight. Do cardio. And, and while, you know, at its foundation, that's true, right? You know, if you're doing more cardio and you're eating less, then you conceivably will have much more of a caloric deficit, which means that you'll lose more weight. But the problem is, is that if you don't couple that with nutrition and everything else and you're eating more calories than you do, then you know, you're going to gain weight. Um, and you're not going to understand why that's happening. Same thing for, you know, people that are like, hey, I want to just drop 30 pounds. Well, you drop 30 pounds and you're still not happy with yourself. You drop 50 pounds, you're still not happy with yourself. You drop 100 pounds, you're still not happy with yourself. You where the whole time you could have been doing, you know, resistance training, gradually shaving off that weight, and then eventually having a much more desired build because you're able to put on some muscle mass while also be able to eat more as well because, you know, you have more muscle mass. So, you know, I think the, the always learning and trying to have folks around you, a community, a tribe, we've talked about the tribe quite a bit um, on this podcast, but a tribe that helps you with continual knowledge. I mean, I learn new things every single day, you know in this journey uh news studies that come out uh someone that tried something different uh someone that that elaborated or clarified on something that i was doing wrong um those are all things in this journey that allow us to get better now f the people that that try to critique my form uh when i don't ask for form feedback but everybody else is totally cool everybody else is cool with yeah. fuck those guys you see you see you see you see the guys that are critiquing you they're they're deadlifting, you know 150 pounds <laughs> and just started a week and going like hey you know your 545 pound deadlift. I saw that you know you had a little bit of a wobbly back. You, you know, I'm like, Yeah, I'm, I'm lifting 400 545 pounds. Like, it's not easy. Okay, like this is my, close to my one rep max here. So, you know, F off. I'm not asking for feedback. I got a trainer for that, you know. But, anyways, I, I, I diverge on that. Um, but um, and, and that's not to say that I, I'm not looking for feedback. When I ask for feedback, I definitely will ask for it. If I'm not asking, please don't respond back. It's kind of like going to a gym and starting to critique people while they're in the middle of lifting. Don't do it. That's an asshole move. About, like yeah. fully dressed, not even in gym yeah. clothes. Not, not even gym clothes. like, hey, uh, I see that you're, you know, really you should angle your arms this way for the shoulder <laughs>
0: press. Uh, it's going to hit, yeah. you know, like, F off come on. But the continued education thing is important too. And, you know, I'll speak about, again, about me working with James. Like, obviously I've learned a lot from them. and I was chatting to you yesterday about the sort of plan for the next 12 months. I've never had a plan for that amount of time that I know, okay, for this amount of weeks, I'm going to do this, for this amount of weeks, I'm going to do this, then for this period, I'm going to do this. And it kind of feels good because I know sort of markers that I need to hit when I need to hit them. Obviously, things can change and it's not like to the day, but as a sort of overarching plan for the next twelve months, I know exactly what I need to do. And it means that each phase is controlled. And also, you know, okay, and I know that So to recap on it, two more weeks in a deficit, four weeks of maintenance to come and hang out in America and not drink Irish car bombs (laughs) and back to like four or five weeks in a deficit again to get me to a really, really good set point coming in. That'll be the end of October and then six months of a surplus. In the middle of those six months, there's two scheduled either maintenance phases or deficit. So obviously the likelihood is I'll put on a little bit of body fat along the way. So we'll just do a couple of mini cuts to sort of get back. So it'll not be like six months total in a a surplus. That brings us to the end of May. And then we'll look at like a nine or 10 week cut to bring me to the start of August, which is when we've spoken about um, sort of as a focus goal for you as well. Yep. But the thing about that is, the funny thing about it is, I I don't know if I said this to you yesterday, I got those pictures back from James yesterday um, of the comparison. And number one, I didn't realize I had... 22 23 £24 pounds to lose, and do you feel like I could still lose more? And yes, while I, I look a lot leaner now, look awesome. I feel a lot You look better. awesome. Let's just be clear. You look awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But I do think genuinely this is how I should look and walk about and feel all the time. And I know that maybe sounds ridiculous, but I, I don't think that it would be a struggle for me to do this. And I think I just sort of probably let business take over, let the ball slip on things, wasn't accountable to anybody and got myself into the position that I was before. I do feel like I could genuinely stay this lean in a surplus all the way up and that will be the challenge, but I don't think there's any reason for me to gain massive amounts of, of body fat along the way. So that will be the challenge moving into the next phase. But anyway, the, 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 the idea of this is having that sort of extended phase. So luckily for you, Dave, once we jump off this call, I'm going to look at your next 12 months phase and see what we need to do over that 12 months phase. So you have that sort of locked in and you know, right, okay, this is what we're going to do. And this is how long we're going to do it for. Um, so yeah, I think that'll- Just, be just making but sure actually, we're, not,
1: we're not going below 3000
0: calories though, ever, right? Just, <laughs> just I actually I think I have a just message kidding. from you that said, even if we need to go below 1900 calories, I'll do it.
1: Yep. it but I, I have I, to sort of I screenshot and
0: send it to you. And we'll <laughs> But, you know, it can be done. And I think that that's, that's one of the most important things. And, and yeah. for me, you know, even if we're talking about continued education, if you had said to me six months ago, I'd only be eating sixteen, seventeen, hundred, 1,700. I'd like, no way. Like, I wouldn't be able to function, blah, blah, blah. Number one, a mindset thing. Number two, you can do it if you do it properly and actually think about it. And that's why I've I've actually probably spent a lot more time cooking. Number one, to enjoy the, the process a little bit longer rather than just having, you know, a meal and then that's it done yeah but number two to show you guys and you know social media and people within the client group you know you can eat really good food if you're mindful about how you're putting it together do you know what i mean like you don't need to like oh my god i can only go and smell that steak and lick this lettuce leaf and that's my calories done for the day you know it can be done and that's obviously the continued education of me with the coach me and my own journey that i'm able to share with you and the client group and the wider community yeah i uh
1: I remember when I had, we, we did a, a little bit of a mini cut phase and I think I was down to like, you know, and, and you, you, you said I would normally not go down this low, but let's, let's give it a shot. I think I was down to like 1900, 1800. But even calories. that,
0: that was, that's a lesson in that too. So yeah. the thing for me on that is I'll always be like, I want this to be sustainable on long term, mm-hmm. which I do for everybody all the time. Yeah. And I had that in my head. It's like, oh, I don't want anybody to like really suffer and go under. So I had that psychological, I don't want nails to go below this and females to go below this. but. I do think there are times that warrant it. And obviously, you and I will have a conversation about it. I'll not just go, you know, fuck you, 1700 calories, that's it. Yeah. We'll have a conversation like, look, do you think we can push this a little bit further? I think we can get a little bit more from this. And can we push it that little bit further? It will only be for four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks. And I do think if the mindset of the client or the person is right, it's definitely warranted in doing it. And that's one thing that I sort of got from working with James. It was like, do you, you know, he's like, do you think you could do this for another week? I was like, yeah, I felt fine. And it's just quick, actually get there and and understand. Well, it's, it's, I think, I think the first like week or
1: two is the, the acclimation stage of like, oh shit, what are we doing here? You know, and, and your, your body's getting used to it and it's fighting you at first, but then you start to really under, you know, as long as you have control over it and you're, you know, it's okay to feel hungry. It's okay to. You know, why not food? I remember the first couple days and weeks that you were on it, you were like, I'm just looking at pictures of chicken or whatever the hell it was, you know? or- I food. literally, do you know, like
0: this is a, the honest truth. Any sperm moment or minute I have, I'm watching food videos or looking <laughs> at food on the Like, genuinely, I've started watching cooking programs. Like, I was, I just did 20 minutes cardio. I was watching Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmare, I watched food programs like you would not believe. So so you're, you're basically telling your mind, Hey, you know, this is food, but I can't eat it. But, yeah, it's, yeah, been, yeah, but yeah. it's
1: getting yeah. your, your fill of what, what food might, might look like and taste yeah. like if, yeah. if you were. Sorry, to I, tweeted, to. I
0: tweeted the picture the other day with the, the <laughs> iPad on the bike and there's just like bacon on the screen. I wasn't just watching someone fry bacon. I was watching, uh, like the guy was making breakfast tacos or something. But I genuinely do do that. Like, I yeah. have no no
1: shame in admitting that. Whatever, whatever you gotta do. I mean, for for me, my biggest challenge. No is,
0: watching cooking programs.
1: Yeah, I, I had I had. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Unless you go and buy food right afterwards and eat it, but uh, uh, I would I, w- I w- I'd always find like like I could throughout the day sustain it, but night times for me were my bad habits. So like I you know I used to ha- I had to get rid of my bad habit, which was. I'd go downstairs, I usually have some bourbon or some drinks or things like that. And then I would just, you know, polish off a box of Wheat Thins or whatever. It's kind of like the, the you know, nighttime playing video games with my friends and things like that. And I've since broke, you know, broken that habit, one, um, you know, I stopped drinking pretty much uh, consistently until probably Ben comes in, comes into town, but um, yeah, I don't think drink that much. good, good game. Yeah. Same here. We're going to probably drink so much, but uh, it's fine, um, <laughs> but not that much. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, but one thing about my habits now, you know, when I go downstairs, I don't bring any food with me. You know, it's pretty much, you know, once I hit my calorie count, I'm done. Now, maybe I do have some calories to bank, uh, you know, at night. So then I'll have some, some weekends or things like that, but it's not a habit anymore. So I've broken some of the bad habits around when I'd actually break my calories throughout the day. I'm fine. Like today, uh, I woke up, you know, so I know that if I'm on a deload, which still to be determined, um, if, if, uh. If I'm only going to do that, I'm only going to be able to eat three thousand calories versus you know thirty six hundred calories. I wish I had a little tiny violin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, only three thousand calories. But it's different. It's different. Um, You know, and so you know, today I woke up. You know, I had a protein shake uh, to get up in the morning. Uh, I had some fruit, uh, so for some carbohydrates, some energy. Today I had, uh, it was a, a, a noodle and Thai chicken bowl with a lot of lettuce and kale and spinach and things like that. So, you know, 450 calories, you know, 40 grams of protein in that, that sucker. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, scaling my food for the objectives that I have to make. Now, if I had to shave that down a lot, you know, let's just say it's 500 calories. That, that's, that's, that's very doable because by the time I hit, you know, I don't know, four or five, six o'clock at night, I still usually have like 2,000 calories to go. So, I mean, you know, it's just managing your day and expectations to make sure that you are getting the right types of food in versus like, you know, if, if it was 3,600 calories today, I'd probably order, you know, they, uh, I, there's this really cool place around here. I've been going to quite a bit. It's called core life eatery. Um, it's like all fresh food, organic, you know, like all this good stuff. I really like it. And they have these whole wheat wraps that I really like they're, you know, Southwestern, they have like a, a, a Buffalo chicken one that I really like a lot and that's 750 calories. Um, Good, good, good—you uh, know—swag of protein. I think it's like 45, 50 grams of, of protein in that. Um, but at the end of the day, it's seven hundred fifty calories. So if I'm, you know, at three thousand calories, well, if I just have a bowl that's more, you know, vegetables and things like that, I'm shaving off two hundred calories, three hundred calories there. I know that I have another three hundred calories to go from what I normally eat. So it's just playing with the numbers and mi- mixing and matching, to make sure I hit those numbers, but being refined with it. And if we were to go down hundred calories, hundred calories, hundred calories, hundred calories, I just continue to adjust, you know, based off of that. Um, it's usually not too hard to making small adjustments. I think if I was gonna go from thirty six hundred to two thousand calories and I'm you know yeah. shaving off, you know, sixteen hundred
0: calories in a week, I'm probably not <laughs> gonna be a happy camper, you know, for a few for a few days or a few weeks. <laughs> but that's that's exactly the point. It's it's doing it in those small incremental changes over time, because it's easy to find hundred calories to take out. The same way it's as easy to find 100 calories to put in, the same way it's easy to add five minutes of cardio, the same way it's easy to add a thousand steps, the same way it's easy to add an extra set in your workout. All those little things built up over time is what makes a long-term change. And that's why I do, like in a very rare occasion, I'll go over 100 calories, either plus or minus, depending on what's going on with the client. But it's because it's easy to do and it's not, you know, it's not a big ask. You can literally look at your food and go, oh, that's 100 calories, I'll take that out. Like I was on a call with Luke earlier on and I took his calories down by hundred He's like, there's a banana sitting beside me. I'll just probably not eat that. And that's a hundred calories. I'm like, there you go. Like it's, it is sim- as simple as that. And I think there's a, there's a point that I want to touch on about him. That we, I think we're about maybe eight or 10 weeks in, maybe it. And, uh, he said very early on about, the, the change, like the, the identity change and the behavior change. And he sort of yeah. confirmed that again today, it's like, he was never a morning person. And I sort of challenged him on it and he's been getting up early and he's like getting up a bit early and he's like, you know, now getting up with this and he's doing, you know, something else. And then, you know, he's able to start his day and get his training and all these things. And he's like, I genuinely just be like a completely different person. That's what this is all like. Yeah. like. It's you know finding things that you can do to change your behaviors to allow you to become a different person. And like that's you know, you may not believe it the first time I say it to you when we're on a show call, or anybody listening may go, these guys are fucking talking shit. Like they don't know what they're talking about. Like how can I be a different person because I start lifting weights and eating a certain amount of protein? That's literally what happens. Like you, you start to build out this new person around the sort of habits and behaviors that you have, and you can literally yep. change the person and change the identity that you have. You know, it's interesting. Uh, uh,
1: uh, Huberman, I'm going to go to Huberman. But, uh, <laughs> Andrew Huberman got a mention him on a podcast, but he talked about that how uh, people talk about themselves being a day person or night person or things to that effect, yeah. and it's really all about how our circadian rhythm or, or our internal clocks are set for our habits that we we conduct. So for our, you know for night shift, our bodies get acclimated to that, and our clocks are tuned to that. So when we wake up, typically. You know uh having some sort of sunshine uh activates that circadian clock so we are able to start the day fresh and if you go back to you know evolution of 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 mankind it's uh same thing you know we, we wake up in in, in the mornings because the sun is out we go and hunt we do our stuff we come back in our tribe and we you know do our stuff and then at night you know we'd go to sleep that's why you know i, I mentioned this before on the podcast but why is a fire soothing for us uh, as humans because we'd have fires running to keep you know predators away from us during during nighttime. So it's soothing for us. Why that's why night lights uh, actually soothe young children because we're used to that as kids or used to that you know from an evolutionary perspective of having fire outside to protect us from predators. So we have all of these things built into us um, that are you know millions of years of evolution uh, that are how we 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 are structured to work. That's why our body works well under stress. Uh, when I say stress. I'm not saying uh, you know horrible stress at the office or things like that, but I'm saying more so you know resistance training. Why does the resistance training make us stronger? Well, our body is under stress; it can't handle the load, and it, our muscles don't know. Our body doesn't know why we're lifting extremely heavy weights, but they know. Our body knows that we're trying to complete a task. In order for us to be able to survive or to complete that task, we need to become stronger, so it continues to grow. Same thing for fat storage. Why do we have unlimited stores of fat? Well, you know, for days that we would never have food, we'd be able to go long periods of time without having to eat anything, and maybe just having water and things like that would allow us to to live longer. That's why we are able to pack on fat so that we can live much longer, burn that energy at level off. Now, obviously, in a situation or world where um, we have you know unlimited food, uh, that's never going to be a problem for us anymore, and that's that's a, a byproduct of our our. Our design and we hopefully will evolve past that or d- develop a pill that will work out for us someday in the first <laughs> place or just get out there and do it but you know at the end of the day we can change those patterns of behavior based off of our lifestyle so i would always say i was a night person so i would work until three, four, five, six o'clock in the morning you know coding and drinking or whatever and then i'd sleep until 11 12 o'clock in the afternoon and that was my routine and that's you know i always said hey i'm just a night person i'm not a morning person now i have no problem waking up in the morning i prefer going to bed you know 10 11 o'clock at night and then waking up earlier so that i, I can get things accomplished before the day actually starts and ha- actually feel like i have a sense of accomplishment before the day starts so if i get my lift in or orange theory or whatever it ends up being my head training in i feel accomplished already before i start the day and i already know that i've done some really great stuff to get me to the point to where i'm at you know throughout the rest of the time so it's you know one of those things where um i feel like is, as long as you start to change it slowly it will happen, you know, you know, in a much more accommodating way. It Doesn't mean hey, now start going to bed at 10, 11 o'clock, and waking up at four a.m. You're going to be happy about that, or it's five a.m. or six a.m. But it's the same it's the same
0: conversation as the calories. Like you yeah. adjust it half an hour, half an hour, half an hour, yeah. half an hour, and then over time you're a morning person. Like I sat last night and I think it was about twenty past nine, and I was like. I'm Like I have no reason to stay up. Like yes, okay, I could watch an episode or something, but that's an honor. and then it's twenty past ten. I'm like, I'm bed. Like there's no need for me to be up. Like yeah, there's nothing to me that happens at nighttime that I need to be awake for. Yes, okay, I get up super early. I find that do. Well, I that mean, has- and when you say nothing, I do text you sometimes at
1: night. I don't get responses back, but that's fine. I'm sleep. And now, do you really need to be sleeping at that time? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes.
0: <laughs> I've seen you, Maybe, you know, okay, fine. That's fine. I'm just kidding. But I mean, then I text you at 4am and I don't get a reply from you. and like, why is he not up? Well, I mean, I, I
1: sometimes I got to sleep I'm too, 7, but 7, yeah. you know what, you know, I'm going to set it so that it only, when it comes to you, it's going to be a
0: loud, like buzzing sound <laughs> that wakes me up. So here it Iron is going to be. pissed. Off. <laughs> 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 but yes, I want to talk about one more, one more, and then I'll stop talking about it. I just have had a good day of talking to them. And, um, I just, I'm very proud of what everybody's doing within the client group, but I got a message from Jason who was just back from DEF CON and he said two things. Number one, he said he was proud of himself, which is exactly what it is about. Like that's, you should be like, you know, put the effort in. He trained while he was away. And it's the first time he was on vacation or travel that he actually trained. I think he said he trained five days out of six, maybe not. Um, but he was proud of himself. And what I sort of put back to him was, that's because it's not a part of your identity. It's yeah. not because you get on a plane. And, and I, I was open about it before. I was like, look, I used to get on a plane and as soon as I stepped on the plane, just entered dickhead mode that I was like out drinking and you know, eating food and like didn't train. I just totally forgot who I was because I was in a different country. I don't think that that necessarily needs to be the way. So as we spoke about before, fit it in throughout your schedule and whatever else. Obviously on the flip side, of that, if you don't want to train anyway, well that's absolutely fine. The other thing that he said was he was able to go away for six, and you said the same thing. um, He was able to go away for six days and come back and not have put on a pint. And I think that that just shows you with a little bit of discipline, you can manage all these things. And that's sort of what I'm trying to get across with my own journey at the minute. I'm going away. I'm traveling. I'll be in America. I've been away endless amounts of times. I've been out for dinner. I've been drinking. I have done all these things, and I've still been able to lose 22, whatever, 24 pounds, whatever it is. And it can be done. It doesn't need to be right today. I'm going to start a weight loss journey. And for the next six months, I can't go outside because there's too many calories outside and I'm not in control of them. Like you yeah. can do all these things just with a bit of forward planning, a bit of education on it. And I just want to say, uh, uh I
1: was actually able to gain 0.1 centimeters on my calves while I was away on, on, uh, in Vegas. <laughs> so anything's possible uh, as you go through it. <laughs> But it, it, to, to your test and I mean it's it's those small increments I think that make a big difference and change and that 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 you know it should be a running theme for everybody listening to this podcast is that all of this is small minor increments that have long term you know benefits and goals throughout the time so when you look at making changes around hey I'm going to get twelve thousand steps a day that's a short term objective that has long term benefits because you're burning calories you're moving your body you're you're, you're becoming more aerobic. From a cardio perspective. There's many things that are happening there. Same thing for nutrition. You know, you're making small things that that small changes that allow you to have good structure. But mostly, con- I mean, for me, it's confidence um, in my ability to do what I need to do. I mean, nutrition is probably we talked about this before. It's probably 90 percent of the battle. If you're eating appropriately, you're getting the right amount of protein. You're getting the right amount of energy. You, you know, you're in a caloric deficit versus caloric surplus versus you know maintenance or whatever. Those are all things that. That allow you to have flexibility on your goals and objectives, and I have no doubt. You know, I have zero issue right now about being in a surplus and you know gaining weight a little bit and maybe putting on a little bit more body fat than I would uh, normally because I know I'm confident in myself that as soon as it's time for me to cut that back, we're cutting it back, and and I'm going to be able to do it because I have confidence in myself because I've gone through this before. And it's, it's 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 funny because remember the first time we got into kind of the, the quasi balking phase of things. I was freaking out like every week. I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? Like, you know, like I'm getting bigger. The scale's going, like, yeah, it's because you're eating more and you're gaining more muscle. Yes, you are having some fat, but we're going to take all this off. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know about this. I'm getting scared. And then all of a sudden, now we, we do the, the, you know, do the cut. I'm like, oh, there's my abs. Oh, I have bigger muscles. Oh, that's cool. Look at that. Look at that thing I never saw before. Like, this is really neat. And then I'm like, okay, okay, I'm good here. So, you know, it's it's going through those journeys though that are nerve wracking because it's the first time you're doing things. It's like the first time going to the gym and you're doing things wrong and you're thinking everybody's looking at you. It's that it's these types of things that that make a big difference, I think, in your overall journey. You just have to go through them at least once or twice and have confidence in yourself that you're not going to revert back to the same person. I'm so far away from the person I was two years ago, you know, two and a half years ago, that I have zero zero doubt in myself on what I can do. Uh, but I also need Help from you know someone like yourself, obviously Ben, to to ensure you that I'm on the like right me? track. You mean me? Well, Not someone yeah. like someone me. Someone that me. is you. Someone that is okay. named me. Ben. You mean, it's me. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's actually funny. So i I trained earlier on with uh, another Jason, and um, one of my first ever in person was one of the first ever guys I trained in the gym floor. Whoa, whoa, um, wait, wait. You
1: mean I wasn't your first first no, person? Ever. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He I was the first person that trained in real life. One of the first people. Anyway, he, uh, I was talking about, you know, going into surplus and he was like, Oh, that was shit out of me. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, no, no, no. Like I don't trust my body. Like I don't have the confidence that I would be able to do it. And I wouldn't like the change. And I was, I was saying about you, like we've been through that. And it's like this, this is like all of your life. You've done this thing that was around revolved around weight loss and losing weight. And yes. then all of a sudden now you're doing something that involves gaining weight. It's like,
1: what the fuck is? It I love to? I love seeing pictures of me at like two o five, and I'm like, oh my god, look at my face and how do you know skinny what I was. Do?
0: Actually, it would be interesting because obviously all of the before and after pictures that we have of you, like Big Dave and Big Dave, yeah. and then different different Big Dave. You should yeah. put Small Dave in the middle. Yeah, that should that's a good, show, good point. Yeah, show the progression. Show
1: because it's crazy it's because, because you know you look at at the physique I had as Small Dave. And you look at the physique i have now as 244 pound dave and it's just so much different and drastic it's crazy i mean i mean granted i'm sure i can drop 20 pounds uh you know and 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 be lean but at the same time it's like the physique is so much better on 244 pound dave than it was at 205 pound
0: dave and i look back and i'm like and man, people I had... chase the weight like i want to yeah. be like, like i need to lose weight i need to lose weight and they chase it down the way yeah and that number is irrelevant. It's how you feel. I mean, I walk
1: into places, I feel great. You know, like, just even on uh, social media today, I mean, people recognizing your transformation is an amazing thing. And uh, I love seeing... Um, so I, I, there was a, a video that the Cavs Legion did uh, with me. And there uh, someone had made the mention, like, oh, my God, like, you, you know, you look like the, the Hulk in, in that video or whatever, or, you know, Jack Dave or whatever. And you know, someone else had said it was good to meet, you know, Dwayne the Dave... Johnson, you know, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's cool to get that feedback of, you know, I I'm a big boy now in a yeah, different way, yeah, yeah. and and I used yeah. to when I, when someone would call me Big Dave, I would yeah you know, I, I when I, that that triggers a quick response in my mind that I'm Fat Dave because yeah, that, that's yeah. how I was, then I'm like Big Dave, I like that I like that now <laughs> because I'm a big guy now and I like that like, I'm a different big guy, uh, you know, yeah. all the hard work and effort we put into this has has made a big difference in. My confidence, how I feel about myself, um, getting compliments from other people. I mean, I had I had guys at the crafts tables when I'm shooting, you know, like like uh, yelling, let's go, Hawk, let's go. You know, I'm like, all right, <laughs> like, this is, I'm cool with this. Like, <laughs> I can run with this. Everybody cares, yeah. okay? It's a you can call me Hawk as much <laughs> as you want. I'm totally fine with this. Like, let's, let's keep going. So, you it's, know, it's, it's
0: funny you mentioned the weight thing, because if we talk about it in the opposite direction, because I feel like we always talk about, you know, one direction versus the other. Obviously, you know, for me, that 100 kilo mark, 220 pounds mark was what I always strive to be. Yeah. The reason being, I think, if I think about it, kilos is you move from double digits to triple digits. So like, that's like a big accomplishment. It's a psychological number. You go from 99 kilos to 100 kilos, which is 220 pounds. <laughs> Obviously, whenever I was on the way back down, I was telling you, was like, oh, I'm going to be under 100 kilos. Like I haven't been under this in like probably about a year and a half or two years. And I was like almost freaking out that I would feel like I was skinny then again on the way down. I was like, no, no, I can't, like, I can't do it. Then whenever James said me, we're we'll going to have to get the 91 kilos, I'm like, oh, shit, no way. Like, I that is too low for me. Yeah. I don't want to. Then, obviously, I mean, last week I was 93, got back from London. I was 93.8. I can't talk on pounds because I can't do the conversion quickly. You just need to move over to America and just use pounds exclusively. Gonna, there, so. fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> and then we could be in the same time zone and text each other. It all works
1: it's, out. Good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But then today, so I was 93.8 on Monday, 92.6 yesterday, and then I was 91.6 today, which is interesting. So I have until the 27th. Now, I'm not recommending anybody do this or have like fixed deadlines or whatever. I'm doing this very specifically with a reason for James, but he wanted me 91 kilos two weeks before I leave to go to America, which is the 27th. So 10 days from today. So I'm like 0.6. Not 0.6 kilos over that. I'm like, I wonder, can I get under 90 kilos? I'm like, under 90? That's another fucking psychological number. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, but I feel good. And I think even if you, I don't know if I sent you the photos, but I definitely posted them. If you look at me on the left at 102 kilos or £224 yeah. versus me on the right at whatever it is, 206, I look bigger Yeah, in do. the second picture. You do.
1: And and, and it's and funny. I'm definitely not. It's, it's funny you mentioned that because the, the cardboard cutout of Cardi B, uh, Cardi Ben that I have in my basement, you know, you look very um, defined, but the muscular sure. profile you have now versus then is so different. Like you, you've you obviously put on so much more muscle, um, your physique, you look bigger than the Cardi B, which, you know, everybody looks at Cardi B and is like, if, if sorry, Ben has a, sent me a cardboard cutout of himself so he could live with me while I'm over here. Um, but you look at the physique there, phenomenal physique, six pack, you know, looks great. Everybody's like, "Oh, I want to get like that." But you look at the physique you have now; you have a much more defined chest. Your muscles, from a bicep and tricep perspective, are substantially larger. You know, traps are much more defined. Like that's the build that I I want, right? You know, the, the, person, that's yeah. big, The bigger, the bigger uh, profile. So you can tell the fruits of your labor when you start to shed all that. That's off. about yeah thirty.
0: I would say twenty five to thirty pounds ago. Wow, Cardi B. And you're so you're 25 you're, to 30 pounds. Where would model. you say at body fat percentage comp wise you are right now? James said yesterday, he thinks in and around 12 to 13%. Yeah. That's not something I've ever monitored yeah. or had measured, which I actually regret because I've had a couple of times where I've been very lean. So maybe actually this time I'll do it and get a good gauge. But he says in and around sort of 12 to 14, and that's we had the conversation about I don't think there's any need to go above this. Like, we'll strip it down coming into the end of October, hopefully get like 10 or below, and sort of maintain 12, 13, 14% as a cap. And if I feel like I'm getting beyond that, then we'll just pull things back. But yeah, I think in and around 12, 12 to 14%. Yeah, I would say probably in Cardi B photo, I was probably single digit. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. I would agree with yeah. that. But I mean, it I looks so much like, better now. Yeah. Yes. I yeah, yeah, like current yeah. Big Ben than previous Big Ben. So <laughs> the thing about you saying, you know, whenever whenever you're talking about being able to do a cut and lose twenty pounds, like the goal with hundred kilos or two hundred and twenty pounds is to be that weight and be lean. So if you lost twenty pounds, you'd be super lean. You'd be two hundred and twenty pounds, and yeah, it's the goal. It's the goal to be that weight and be lean. And there's a couple of guys that I follow in this sort of bodybuilding circle that that work with Callum that are like stepping on stage at hundred kilos like the weight cap. I can't even talk about how many you know the weight cap's hundred and two kilos and these boys are like inside the shredded. So that's what a visual representation of a lean as you can be person at that weight is. Obviously I don't ever desire to be A on stage or be that lean, but it's good cool to sort of see what that physique takes and what it takes on the on the other side, like how much you have to push up yeah. to get to come back down. So yeah guess it's a journey that never ends, but for the first time, and I think I've mentioned this to you before, maybe not on the podcast. There's always that internal, when I'm leaner, I want to be bigger. When I'm bigger, I want to be leaner conversation. Yeah, yeah. For the first time now being lean, I'm not like, oh my God, I want to be bigger. So maybe I've sort of find the balance of the That's day. a that's a very big difference for
1: you too, because I remember you were always like, I want to be bigger, I want to be bigger, I want to wear bigger yeah. shirts, I want to do this. You know, you, you, I, I mean, mean this, this is t- can- <laughs> this is TXL, exactly- <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but-, <laughs> but I mean, you were you but you were always concerned from your your side was was the exact opposite of me, which is I don't want to go back to being super skinny, small Ben, right? I want to be big Ben and continue to grow and, and big. Whereas yeah. mine, you know, has always been I don't want to be fat, you know, big Dave again, uh, in in a, yeah. an unhealthy way. So, and, and the, the the challenges that comes with, with maintaining body fat and stuff like that. So it's just interesting how we evolve and how we do things. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to the next cut that we do uh, because I think it'll be a good, good way to kind of see progress and continue forward. But it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Like I, it's just, again, we're tweaking, figuring things out. Our, our minds change, how we want to be changes.
0: Um, yeah. All those different things change. So. But even like talking about cardio, you know, when I actually admitted that I actually enjoyed or it's not that bad. Um, you know, six months ago, man, it's like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, yeah. We're like, uh, Is everything okay in the future? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that, that feeling of actually feeling fitter, like, I, you know, regardless of how much I have to push calories and what I have to do, I want to maintain some level of cardio because I actually like feeling fit. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. it, it's not something yeah. I've ever had before, and like I'm excited to go to Orange Theory with you in September and actually beat you this time. There's no and way everybody else is there. There's no way you and everybody else. There's is not no in the competition. way. There's no way. We'll it's see. not happening. Okay. We'll I it... ordered t- t- running shoes. They're coming tomorrow.
1: Okay. Okay. they better give you some sort of cheating ability. Uh, they, they don't need to. <laughs>
0: I'll be we'll 40 see... pounds lighter I my time. we lighter on my true. Going to be it's true.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay. We'll see. I'm a frequent economist to the Cardio for some reason. I don't know why, but I'm very strong I, on that. I'm front. stubborn. I'm stubborn, so. you are stubborn. You are stubborn. You're stubborn. I'm
0: competitive. So we'll <laughs> I'm definitely not competitive at all. We should do a forfeit. We'll get anybody who's listening, tweet us with a forfeit that the loser has to do. Yeah, we definitely General should do that. In yeah? yeah, yeah, I agree. Open the suggestions, whatever you want. Tweet at WeHackHealth. WeHackHealth. What are, what are the
1: ramifications going to be for whoever loses? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm down for anything, whatever they want. <laughs> we can do it as well. We'll put this See, together. You I guys can make whatever you want to because I know I'm not going to lose. So it's, it's perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. so confident. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will say uh, last thing I wanted to hit on before we, we close up the podcast is uh, I learned something new um, this weekend, which I didn't fully understand. So when I ordered my um, G15, the Force USA kind of all-in-one, it's got a Smith machine, uh, you know, pulley system and things like that. I didn't understand uh, the ratio aspect of weight training um, and and I probably should have, but I'd never really focused on it because it's just nothing, you know, when, when I go to the gym, if I'm documenting things, I just kind of write it down my thing, but I don't think of, of is it a one-to-one or two-to-one or three-to-one, four-to-one, et cetera. And what I didn't realize is that um, different machines have different ratios of weight. And what I mean by that is uh, how the pulley goes over basically weight distri- distribution uh, for your lift. So if you're doing like lat pull downs, it's more desirable to have a one-to-one pulley system versus a two-to-one. But if you're doing more muscle fatigue, it's better to have more of a two-for-one because it's going to have continual pressure across um, the weights as you go through. So what's interesting is um, my weight system at home is a two-to-one, which means that if I'm loading 100 pounds on one pulley, I'm actually only, only lifting 50 pounds. So 100 pounds is actually equatable to lifting 50 pounds. Now, what's interesting about that is if you they did – a I was watching some some YouTube videos, and they did like a, a, a measurement of distance. So when you're pulling up, the, the amount of force that is needed poundage-wise um, on 1-to-1s, 2-to-1s, 4-to-1s, et cetera, the 1-to-1s, the amount of force that's needed back here is much greater than the weight that you're pulling. So let's just say you're, you're pulling 50 pounds. By the time you get back to here, it's going to be like 55 pounds or 56 pounds because it doesn't have any way to distribute that weight. When you're coming back on a two-to-one system, and and, and I'll tell you about how you can, you can kind of spot this, but when you're coming back from a two-to-one system, it's going over those, those weight distribution mechanisms. The uh, The amount of weight back here is gonna be continuous to say 50 pounds. It's gonna be 50 pounds here. So it, it allows you to kind of make different exercises based off of the type of equipment that you have. Um, I have a two-to-one system. It can also go to a four-to-one system so there's two pulleys on it basically and if you latch one of them it's a two-to-one system you latch both of them uh it engages another pulley system which now is a, a four-to-one system so why that's important is if you're doing burnout sets so if i'm doing you know heavy weights let's say i'm doing some some ropes and it's my last sets and i just boom quick quick clip Boom, i'm doing half of those i'm doing tiny weights that to to, to, to to burn my, my muscles out from a fatigue perspective a uh, uh, you know an overload perspective those are cool things that you can do to kind of change around uh your workout routines but i didn't realize that and so you know, when you're doing really heavy movements, like again, lat, you know lat pull downs from a pulley system perspective, probably better to have a one to one system for that because your weight distribution as you're coming down, as you get further along, is going to be heavier down here, um, putting more strength onto your your lats um, and your and your mid back. Whereas when you're doing um, you know bicep curls, tricep extensions, probably better to have more of a two to one system as you go through. And the way you can do that is by looking at the actual type of equipment and seeing how if there's any type of of, you know, pulleys that are going through loops and the more loops they go through is the amount of, of times you can tell if it's a two to one, three to one, four to one, et cetera. Normally, I think in most gyms, it's going to be a one to one or two to one that you typically see out there. Um, some of the some of them get really crazy. Like um, I saw one where it's a uh, essentially a, a machine bench press, a chest press. And by doing one arm, it's a one to one by doing two arms, it's a two to one. So you can do individual ones to kind of burn out on strength and then come up for a lighter weight, doing half of those is kind of a burnout. It's kind of an interesting concept. So just interesting that I, I learned that I had no clue on the weight distribution methods of pulley systems for when you're doing those types of exercises on machines versus, you know, traditional free weights and things like that. If I put in hundred and I would just assume it's a hundred, not 50 pounds, uh, not knowing the type of equipment I was on. Um, and that's good obviously for tracking numbers and things like that. So if you're doing a hundred pounds, but it's really 50, when want to document that being 50 and not 100 pounds because when you go to a different machine that maybe has, you know, you're like, what the fuck? I'm putting 100 in. I can't do 100. This makes no sense whatsoever. I would always wonder about that. Like a machine I go to, but like I just did 100 over there and I'm only doing 25 over here. Something's jacked up. Like I don't, something's wrong here. Like I didn't fatigue my muscles that much. So it was interesting. I didn't know that. And uh, it's kind of kind of cool to break that down.
0: Yeah. So it, it's, you find if you go to different gyms and you're like using the same machine, you're like, what the fuck? Like this doesn't make any sense. And I actually remember in, in Gymco, the, the gym that I used to coach in, there was like a, a wide pulley system. I don't know why I'm doing the visuals. You know what wide is. A wide one. Yeah. And then a close one. And they were like side by side. And on the wide one, there was a, there was a pulley on the outside as well. And you would do like triceps and this, and you'd have like, you know, you'd on or whatever else. And then you go over here and it was like, as if you had a car on the end of it. We're it. <laughs> like, why is this so heavy? But yeah. the thing you were talking about, it's the splitter, so it's how many splitters yeah. in it that divides the weight. So the the one on the end was three weight, so it just basically went up across and down, so you were pulling the three weight because you pulled the rope and this went up, whereas the other one had more splitters in terms of how many times it went through. So you, like you said, you're doing half the weight or you're doing a quarter of the weight or whatever it needs to be. So yeah, it's cool to sort of, Get an understanding of that because it can be frustrating whenever you go from one gym and you're like I'm so much stronger in that other gym. Like what the f- what the fuck?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. I never never knew the difference between that. And when I ordered my uh, my Force USA, I probably honestly would have ordered more of a one to one had I known the difference. Can you specify on it? So so I think yeah. So the G15, um, you so you can do like a G13, which I think is a one to one, and the G15, which is a two to one. So they have different models based off of the one-to-one, two-to-ones, et cetera. And the same thing for the, that, I didn't realize, and this is stuff that you know I, I just wouldn't have thought about going into, but the, the Smith bar um, is a neutral weight. So the bar itself weighs nothing. Uh, they have it on a... So this system. is an
0: interesting conversation that I've had with Helmy many, 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 many times. I would say the same. I would be like, whenever I'm recording the weight of the yeah. Smith machine, I would just count the plates. Yeah. So three plates on either side, whatever it is, 120 kilos. But he would always find the bar. I'm like, the bar doesn't weigh anything. He's like, well, it obviously weighs something. I'm like, yeah, it has a weight. But number one, it's always there. So you're yeah. always going to have to use it. It's yeah. always going to be the same. Number two, like some Smith machines, you can like this. Like, I'm, yeah, for anybody who's listening and not watching, I'm like, one finger, like you can lift it. Like, it almost floats. So for me, it's just look at the plates
1: because. Yeah. 'Cause well, I, I I like to relate mine to like what I can do on a barbell bench, for example, in equate or a military press doing that the same thing on the on the Smith machine. But um in, in the 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 G fifteen specifically, it's a neutral bar. So they actually it's weightless. It has pulley systems that make it weightless. So you can literally lift it with a pinky and it goes up and down um based off of no weights. Me so strong. Me so strong with a <laughs> pinky. But um, but it's not you know what I don't like about it is is I can't equate that to a direct comparison to what I'd be doing because it's a 45 pound differential right so I would love to have that 45 pound bar there and then be able to stack the weights on and include that so it's similar to what I'd be doing on barbell or dumbbell or etc um again minor nuances it doesn't impede me on anything the the two to one ratio doesn't impede me I think so I'm not blowing out the stacks I think it goes with like 500 pounds on each one so really 250 pounds which I'm not touching you know, am I, am I doing am I doing chest flies for two hundred fifty pounds or anything like that? So I got Not plenty yet. of wiggle room uh, on those. But the uh, <laughs> that thing is literally never leaving my house. Uh, there's no effing way. Um, it was it was a nightmare to get it there, and uh, it's, it's never it's gonna die with that place. So uh, um, so I'm, I'm stuck with it, which is fine. But I probably would have went a different route on the one to one, so I can do more weight on like the lateral um, and the lat pull downs. Um, you know, on on, on uh, the rows, uh, things to that effect. That I probably would. Well, thought. when I'm
0: when I'm over. Next month, I'll find a way that we can make it more difficult for you. I actually, might send send you a gym pin. So, I got to help me one of these. Basically, whenever you max out the stack, there's a company called Gym Pin. Oh, you can and put it basically plates. Yeah, it looks like the end of a barbell, but it, there's a pin on the end of it that fits into the stack, so you can put more plates on it. So I've seen one those, one those before. I saw them at
1: uh, at Smash Fitness. Had those in there, and I was like, "What the yes, hell is this yeah, thing?" Yeah, that's
0: the sort of place that has, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, when you when you get the stack. The only time I've ever needed to really use it is on the adductor machine and in GymDoc. Which I'll never use. So fine. No, you do not like it, but it's my favorite. I have two pound plates and the full stack. Yeah. Hey, I need to do some more. Oh, I've I haven't installed. done leg extensions
1: in a while. I need to do some of those. Maybe I'll do that today as, as a deload day.
0: <laughs> no, we're not <laughs> anything in a deload. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think we'll leave it there. Uh, on the end of the deload with Dave. Yes. Yeah, it's it's D- gonna, it's gonna happen. You should write a program, deload with Dave. Day one. <laughs> Arms. <laughs>
1: Day two, legs. Day three, <laughs> legs and arms. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Full body, full body workouts all week. Yeah, full anyway, body workouts all week. All right, all right. Everybody, thank you for listening. Please, you like as it. always, share us hashtag. Join the community. Whatever, wherever you are, come and hang out with us. Because honestly, seeing people's stories, seeing the group interact, and even you know, the guy I had a call with this morning. He was talking about how he felt the tribe mentality that we have been speaking about in the podcast when he joined the discord. So that to me is what it's all about. Finding a space that you feel comfortable to share your struggles, your wins, your PRs, your progress photos, your food, whatever it is, supplements, obviously. um So yeah, come join us, come hang with us. Hashtag WeHackHealth. Discord, it's WeHackHealth. Everywhere it's WeHackHealth. WeHack.Health. Catch health. Us,
1: catch us next week. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye.